Welcome to the Optimal Body Podcast. I'm Doc Jen. And I'm Dr. Dom. And we are doctors of physical therapy, bringing you the body tips and physical therapy pearls of wisdom to help you begin to understand your body, relieve your pains and restrictions, and answer your questions. Along with expert guests, our goal of the Optimal Body Podcast is really to help you discover what optimal means within your own body. Let's dive in. Guess what? We let our first small group of people into using the Gen platform. This is the most exciting thing because I've been talking about it forever, it feels like. And I'm just so excited to allow people actually in. Now, if you're not on the wait list, you don't get to get that special text and say, hey, you can come into the Gen platform and explore and see what we've been creating. So if you haven't signed up yet, we are coming out with a whole new platform, a whole new app, a whole new way to actually address your aches and pains and individualize what you need for your body based on what you have going on. So please go check out this link. It's gen.health, not .com, not anything else, just gen.health. Sign up for the wait list. That's what we have available right now. And then you might be so lucky as to get a little text that says, hey, you can come into the app now. Now, I cannot say exactly when you would get that little text and that excitement. However, I can guarantee if you're on the wait list, you are going to get that access first before anyone else. And you're going to watch us expand on this app. We have so much coming in the pipeline on it. I'm so incredibly excited. And I just know it's going to be so helpful. So if you haven't signed up, please go check out, get on the wait list, gen.health. Welcome back to another PT Pearl. This one, we're going to talk about bloating. Well, actually, we're going to talk about gut mobility and motility and different things and techniques mechanically that you can do physically with your body to actually help reduce bloat. Yeah, we talk a lot about mobility of the body and the joints and the muscles, but something that's just as important to the mobility and health overall of our bodies is our organs in our abdomen and how those things are moving. And we will develop a lot of pain throughout life based on how our stomach's feeling or based on the different pains we get in our abdomen. So we're going to touch a little bit into those kinds of things today. Yes. And I'm excited because this is only going to help confirm even more how the body is all connected. We talk about this all the time. Everyone's heard it. But like now we're going to actually dive in a little bit deeper, literally deeper (laughs) (laughs) into how your organs are connected and the mobility of your intestines and how that relates to the mobility and the access and the health of our entire bodies. So you keep using this word motility. I think we should explain a little bit of what that means. It's just this interesting word that means, you know, the movement of things through our organs or, you know, we might be talking about our intestinal motility. So we've got these big intestines, our small intestine, which is really just throughout the bulk of our abdomen because it's so big. And that's what all the food starts to get processed through. And then it goes into our large intestine, which kind of wraps up along the outside of the right of our body, across the top, like right underneath what kind of where our ribs are, and then down the left side of the body. And motility, meaning the movement of all that stuff through those intestines, through the stomach and out of us. (laughs) Yes. And I know we're going to talk about our own journeys and how we've used some of the techniques that we'll be able to give you guys um, in terms of how it's impacted our life and our clients and what we do today and what we know now, um, which is really cool. And I'll just dive into a quick little story on my back end because we just talked about the colon. (laughs) Yep. And I... Colon being another name for that large large intestine. intestine. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I have actually had a twisted colon in three different places. Crazy. <laughs> so when I was in grad school, actually, uh, I think it was my second year of grad school, and I was getting really bad bouts of stomach pain to the point where I could not eat for like a week. I could barely stand. I was like crippled in pain. I could barely sit in class. I could barely go to work at the time I was teaching Pilates. And it was just so hard to even sit there and have to teach and have to think because it really is true. Like your your gut and your intestines is your second brain. And when this isn't working well, nothing is working well. And that's how I'd feel. And it got to the point where I went to the hospital three times and needed uh, morphine to actually make me feel better. That's some strong stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first time they thought I had appendicitis because my white, my white blood cells had gone up to really try to protect me because something in my body didn't feel right. So mm. because I had this immune response, they thought, oh, something was happening with my appendix. In the morning, turns out it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And then I had a doctor tell me, he talked to me for literally two minutes. The nurse came in the next day and said, here's a pamphlet. He said not to eat dairy. And I'm like, first, he didn't even talk to me and ask me if I had eaten dairy and if that's a part of my diet. And it was just like all this, it, it felt very like, you don't care about me. You haven't even talked to me. Yeah. And then the second time it happened, um, the doctor was actually really incredible in the ER. He spent 30 minutes after he got off his shift just to continue to talk to me about what's going on in life. Am I stressed? And and mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm a grad student, but honestly, I don't feel that stressed. I'm competing in calisthenics and I have a fun job and I have all this. And I was prescribed, I was finally diagnosed with IBS, so irritable bowel syndrome. Thank you for telling my symptoms. <laughs> and it was, and he really just told me to, he actually prescribed anti-anxiety medication, which I never ended up taking because again, I did not feel like I was having a lot of anxiety. And then the third time it happened, my dad was finally like, you're getting the colonoscopy just so that we can see. Again, going through PT school and pathology, I knew that there were a lot of symptoms that I was not experiencing that would have related to Crohn's or colitis or any of these other things that that's why I resisted having colonoscopy. Anyways, had the colonoscopy, turns out that untwisted my colon. It ended up being a super painful experience as the doctor was going and doing the colonoscopy. I was only partially knocked out. And I remember crying. I remember trying to push the nurse's hand away from my belly. Every time they had to go up through a twist, the nurse had to push onto my stomach. Um, I remember it just being a pretty awful experience. At the end of the day, after it was done, he was like, we untwisted it. You're good. But couldn't tell me why it got twisted, mm. what I could have done for it, and how I can prepare in the future. And that's really what drove me down um, understanding health and how foods relate to the body. But now I wish I had this understanding that we're going to talk about today in terms of how you can mechanically support the pain that you have in your stomach as well. Yeah, because this was before I even knew you and you're just telling me about this. And now the way that you practice and make sure that you keep your organs and your abdominal organs moving, especially your intestines, um, is just a little stimulus that you kind of keep putting in to teach those organs and to teach that intestine and that colon like, hey, it's okay for us to keep moving. Hey, some things might come up that irritate us. However, it is good for us to keep moving and that can help us maybe release some of this tension or release some of these symptoms that may come up. So 
I've, I've noticed sometimes that when you get stomach symptoms coming up, like you'll even have a little bit of that, ooh, like I don't want my colon to get twisted again. Mm-hmm. Because Fear. you never, yeah, because you never really knew exactly what caused it, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that some of the practices we go through today are going to help any of the listeners or people watching um, just explore that a little bit. Yeah. And so I guess try to talk a little bit about, sure. you know, I've mentioned maybe if you've listened to some of the previous PT pearls that I had an inguinal hernia, which is kind of just down near the groin. Um, I had a pulling apart of some of the fascial layers that kind of hold our intestines in <laughs> and hold our abdominal organs in. And to the point where when I would cough or when I would talk really loud or bear down at all, I had a little bit of a protrusion or something kind of poking out the bottom of my abdomen. And I was a junior in high school the first time that happened. And so I went in, had him look at it. Well, my dad is a family physician. So he's like, yep, you've got a hernia. And uh, so they did a surgery to patch it up, right? And put a mesh in there. And so they put this mesh into my inguinal area, right? It's fixed, right? (laughs) Or so you think, because a few years later, I'm having a lot of low abdominal pain again. And a lot of that um, pelvic kind of area pain that I was experiencing when I had this hernia in the first place. And I'm like, dad, it's happening again. Like I'm having this thing again. And then, so they ended up going in after I complained about it enough to have another exploratory surgery. And they're like, nope, the mesh is still in place. Like you're fine, you're good. And again, that's where it's like, well, why am I still having all this pain? And now after I've gone through PT school and I've done a lot of work in my abdomen and how I breathe and in how I support my abdomen, um, I'm just realizing that I never fixed anything. We mm-hmm. put a mesh in there mm-hmm. that then kind of adhered down to some of those layers of fascia that when I would do high-level athletics, like I was still playing football in college, I was still lifting weights, I was still putting a lot of pressure into my abdomen, and those organs were still wanting to push out the front, even with that mesh there. So that's why I was still experiencing a lot of those symptoms. And I still, to this day, when I do certain you know, abdominal exercises or core exercises, feel different pulls and tugs down there. But again, as long as I know I'm supporting, as long as I know I'm, long as I know I'm breathing well and doing some of the visceral mobilization stuff that we're going to kind of touch into, it's just me exploring how to re-educate my abdomen as to how to support in that area now. Mm-hmm. So one thing that we talked about that can help bloating is doing different types of mobility one product that we love to use when we do mobility is Brentwood Homes Yoga Meditation Bundle. They have all sorts of different little yoga pillows that are great for meditation, but also great for doing different types of mobility. Jen has put out tons of different posts on her page. She actually has some posts when she's using these different meditation pillows. And if you do mobility, if you get your body moving, you're going to get the gases in your gut moving as well, especially if you're working on different breath exercises, which you might do while you're doing meditation. If you go down into the link in the show notes, you'll be able to find that link specifically to Brentwood Homes Meditation Bundle. Let's head back into the episode. And I think it's so incredibly important to understand, like, especially you going through surgery, me going through colonoscopy, this is a pretty popular thing that doesn't get to talked about hardly ever. Uh, Mm -hmm. We don't talk about the intestines a lot. We don't talk about the motility and the things and the mechanical tools that you can use. We usually talk about, well, what's the fix? What's the peel, the 
pill? <laughs> What's the pill that I'm going to take in order to help me relieve and feel better? When really, mm-hmm. you, there's so much that we can do to help support it. And I just want to touch on real quick because you mentioned like the fascia in the area. Yes. And in case you didn't remember, we've talked about fascia before, but it's your connective tissue. So think of it like that connective layer. And usually when people think about fascia, we're thinking about the connective tissue that overlays your muscles. Well, fascia actually goes all the way through the body. It's highly, I mean, kind of like you can think of it as different layers, but it's just what it's literally what connects our entire body and why our organs are connected to all the way up through our skin. So right underneath our skin, we have superficial fascia layer. Then we have, uh, you know, layers of fascia underneath that and then layers of fascia on the muscle tissue and then layers of fascia into the organs and and that wrap around the organs. And what this means is that we're going to have fluids all throughout these areas as well and all throughout the fascia. And when the fluids that support and wrap around and interweave through the fascia are not moving well, we slow down the process hmm. and the ability to move through the intestines, the muscles, and the tissue all throughout our entire body. In the same way as if you have a real tight calf or a real mm-hmm. tight quad and that can impact your back or, or your shoulder. When I had my issues with my hernia and had really tight fascial layers kind of in that low abdomen, that impacted the way my back felt. That impacted the way my upper back and neck felt. And I really didn't start to realize that until I became aware of it and started tapping into it a little bit. So just knowing that everyone's insides look a little bit different. We're not symmetrical on the insides. We have this big liver that sits right underneath the right side of our rib cage that's like football shaped and football sized. We have our stomach and our spleen and our um, what else do we have on the left side? Pancreas (laughs) on the left side and kidneys on each side that are a little lower. So on our insides, we aren't symmetrical. So we need to be able to make sure that all of these organs have that mobility, know how to move about the space that they occupy and allow some of that fluid to move through these layers and get to the organs and make sure that they're functioning. Okay. Yeah. So we've talked about breath before. And if you miss that PT Pearl, I would highly, highly recommend scrolling back and listening to that or watching it on YouTube Uh, because on YouTube, we give a lot of techniques as well in terms of how to start to open up that breath pattern and really what we're talking about. So we'll just quick little review. Right underneath your rib cage lies your diaphragm. And this is what everyone talks about, diaphragmatic breathing. Well, we're always diaphragmatic breathing because we're always using our rib cage. It's our respiratory muscle. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but it's just, are we giving it the adequate space and the ability to really become efficient? And that's what most people are meaning when they talk about diaphragmatic breathing. So if you think about it right underneath that rib cage, as we take a breath in, that diaphragm is going to drop and it's actually going to push into all our organs and our intestines. And it which is why when you're having stomach pain, sometimes well, I'm going to get to that. I was going to say, you're probably going to touch on this. <laughs> Okay, keep going. So the diaphragm, it drops as we breathe in and it has to drop in order for our lungs to fill up, right? Yeah. And then as we breathe out, that diaphragm naturally will lift and contract and so that it pushes the air out. But what happens a lot when we get into that stomach pain, we don't Mm -hmm. want to take that deep inhale because as that diaphragm pushes down, we already feel like I have pain in the stomach. I don't want anything to push into me more, right? Like I know for myself when I usually get stomach pain, I don't want tight clothing on. I actually, 
I, I want like nothing on. I want to relax my stomach. I don't want anything touching me. And it and it's painful. So to think of me, okay, let me push my diaphragm into my intestines even more. It it this fear response. And when we don't do that though, and we keep it contracted and we only breathe into our chest, all we're doing is continuing to hold on to that contraction and it repeats this pattern of holding on to the pain in our stomach. Yeah. So along with our diaphragm, there's a big muscle that kind of wraps around our whole body that kind of around the whole side supports those organs from you know, pushing out into our belly. That's called our transverse abdominus, which is this big abdominal muscle that kind of works with the diaphragm as we breathe in and breathe out. There's some give and take of that transverse abdominus. So these, all of these core muscles along with our pelvic floor are kind of the things that help pump that abdomen. And when we pump that abdomen, we allow those organs to feel like they can move a little bit and feel comfortable with that movement. And it's just naturally how our breath should pump the fluids into in our abdomen and get things moving and also have some mobility of those organs within the space that they occupy. Mm -hmm. And when we're able to really get that breath going, not only do we reduce the, the restriction that's happening in the stomach and the pain, but think about it this way. Like when we talk about these autonomic nervous system, you've probably heard or heard us talk about the parasympathetic and the sympathetic. Yeah. The parasympathetic is the rest, relax, digest <laughs> state yeah. of being. Your sympathetic is your fight, flight, freeze. So especially when you get stomach pain, any pain, but especially stomach pain, what you want to do, you want to constrict into a ball, you want to hold yourself, you don't want to breathe big. And Again, we end up holding on to that restriction, holding on to that pain in the in the stomach area. But if I then tap into that parasympathetic, that rest, relax, digest state, that's actually going to help to relieve the tension. So that's why it's important to take those nice, slow, long inhales, slow, long exhales and tap more into that parasympathetic so that we can get things moving and actually digest and process the food through our bellies. Yeah. So the breath work does so many amazing things and how it supports and organizes those organs mechanically or how they're moving physically and how we influence the nervous system mm -hmm. to make the nerves in the stomach feel like, oh, we can give a little more. Oh, it is com you know, comfortable or good for us to explore into that discomfort a little bit. Same as when we have a sore muscle. Sometimes stretching it is a little bit uncomfortable, but when we breathe into it and explore into that movement, it actually helps relieve the pain. So I think, should we show them a little technique on that yeah. we like to use when we're having bloating or feeling a little bit of abdominal pain? Yeah. So if you're listening, you're going to you maybe want to pop over to YouTube to actually watch us do this. But this is a little technique that can, you know, stimulate or help us increase our mobility through that colon or the large intestine. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of mentioned that the colon goes in an upside down U starting kind of at our right hip, it travels up to our right rib cage, across to the left, and then down. And then that's where it connects into the rectum where we go to the bathroom. So what we want to do first, I like to talk about this like back in cars out of the garage, right? We want to start on that left side really lightly. You don't really want to press deeply into this, but lightly press down that left side all the way kind of until you reach that hip bone 
and do this about three to five times, right? Yeah. Down so the left cage side. Down to yep, that left, left rib cage to the hip. left hip. Once you do that, then we're going to start kind of at the right rib cage and go across. This is the next section of the driveway that we got to clear out. Go across from right rib cage to left rib cage and then down again. And then down. And then the third portion is coming from right hip up to right rib cage three to five times, then right rib cage to left rib cage, and left rib cage down to left hip. You're making that whole U. And then a few times you can just go over the whole thing and repeat. Mm-hmm. And a really important thing to be doing while you do this is breathing yeah. and relaxing, especially if you hit spots that are uncomfortable. Yeah. And remember, tapping into those slow exhales is going to turn off that sympathetic. So it's going to turn off that flight, fright, freeze, that that uh, constriction that we feel within our body, especially when we have moments of pain. So just mm-hmm. exhaling nice and slow every time you go across, it kind of helps you to remember like you're going gentle with this motion within the belly and you're just allowing that body again, kind of stimulate that vagus nerve decrease that tension, decrease that inflammation, and help to get things moving and feeling better with decreased pain. Absolutely. So we encourage you to explore some of these, explore your breath, especially mm-hmm. if you have some abdominal symptoms or some abdominal pain come up, just try and take some nice, slow, deep breaths into it. Maybe try some of that abdominal um, mobility or abdominal massage. massage technique that we just Belly went massage. through. Belly massage. Um, and just see how it makes you feel. Yeah. And there's always different positions that you can go into. And maybe I'll link one of the videos that I've done on uh, in the show notes because I've done a, a great video in terms of showing not only this technique on Instagram, but also uh, showing different positions that you can mm. put your body in as well. So some of them that help to create almost like this elongation of the abdomen in a relaxed position. So it's kind of thinking of almost like tractioning the stomach, um, but without like force or without sucking in the stomach. So it helps to relax what's happening in there. Happy baby pose. <laughs> mm-hmm. So pulling the the legs up into happy baby pose really helps. Um, cat stretch, or if you think of like down dog, Um, That really helps to like open and relax the belly. Again, you want to think of a relaxation every time you're doing these. Um, You could do twisting. So open book where you're laying on a side and you're just kind of twisting open uh, through the upper back or through the low back. Um, And actually one that is always going to be one of my go-tos and my favorites (laughs) is going upside down. It sounds weird, but all of my friends that have stomach issues as well, we all know like when we go into a headstand or a handstand and just relax in the belly area. So even if you do do it against the wall, if you can, okay, safely, (laughs) then it actually helps to decrease pressure um, on what's going on. And again, it allows that elongation in that relaxed state. So you kind of get that belly to just start to relax. But Start with the the techniques that Dom gave in terms of how you do it. I even have him do it on my belly when I get really yeah. upset. Um, if there's someone you trust nearby yeah. and you can have them do it, it just helps you relax into it that much more. Um, yeah. So And it can be a little bit of a connecting thing. And I love the going upside down thing because for me also, when you go upside down, you have to breathe well. Mm-hmm. It, it's some, it gives a different stimulus on your organs because suddenly gravity's pulling them in the opposite direction. So you're honestly working with that breath and giving a little bit of a physical stimulus with gravity suddenly getting flipped upside down yeah. on it. So 
Um, I really haven't tried that one myself because I'm not as great as going upside. <laughs> it's not the first thing I do is try to go upside down like Jen might. But um, yeah. There you have it. Just a few little tidbits on how to reduce your symptoms of bloating. I know Jen just likes to get in a headstand every once in a while or handstand. I guess I can only do headstands. If you loved that episode or love the tidbits that we give out on our PT Pearls, please subscribe to this on your favorite podcast channel. Leave us a rating and review. That really helps the podcast get more visibility. Of course, you can always support us by going and getting Vivo Barefoot Shoes and using code TOB15 to grab yourself 15% off. Of course, if you want to get any updates on how our new app and platform is going, you can go to gen.health and sign up for the wait list so you get access into that as soon as it goes live for everybody. And of course, we will see you in future episodes on the Optimal Body Podcast.